So we're starting a new series called Habits, and specifically we're going to be talking about um, spiritual habits and things that we learn how to do as Christians. Um, And if I can just be straight up honest with you, one of the things that I have learned this year that I think specifically that maybe your generation or at least our students are dealing with is this kind of <clears throat> this kind of um, idea of I don't exactly know why I need to do the things that people tell me I'm supposed to do in church. Like I don't know why I'm supposed to read the Bible. I don't know why I need to pray. I don't need know. I don't know why I need to like grow in my relationship with God. And so this um, series specifically is meant to um, answer those questions. And we're going to spend a good amount of time talking about. Um, Uh, a good number of different things that Christians do. I want you to tune into this. Christians do to like hear the voice of God. Now, we've done series on that. We did How Do I Hear God's Voice? Um, We've done different series on Do We Believe that God is a Liar, a Lunatic, or Lord? We've, We've done different series on on all kinds of different things. But specifically, before we launch you guys into the summer, um, we want you guys to be able to hang on to a couple things, like tools uh, that you can use to maybe um, learn how to hear God's voice. And if I can just be really honest with you, I don't know many teenagers that, um, that have learned how to hear God's voice all that well because you're just rookies. Okay, and I say that not in like a mean way, in like a, well, yeah, like you've never really learned it. And so it's something that you learn how to hear his God's voice, how to hear, um, how to hear his voice, how to talk to him. We're going to talk about that, like, because prayer is kind of weird for us sometimes. We're going to talk about these different things. But before I get really started in that, <clears throat> I want to talk about, on a much smaller scale, the things that we do as kids um, that are like goal goal oriented and and against my better judgment, I want to ask for your participation so um, i 'm going to ask you maybe to just like raise your hand if you 've got an answer to this question that i 'm about to ask, and uh, so we 're not going to all shout at the same time, and then when we 're done taking responses we 're done taking responses that 's how orderly this is going to happen. But my question is, did any of you have like a goal as a kid? that you realize maybe was unrealistic or that you never reached? I wanted to fly. You wanted to fly. That is, that, yeah, that's, that's a lofty goal. I want to go to the moon. You want to go to the moon. Okay, this is way crazier than I thought. Okay. <laughs> a little more realistic. I like it. I like it. Say that again. Oh, like to compete or to watch? Do you have a specific event you wanted to compete in? <laughs> Gymnastics, cool. You wanted to catch Santa Claus? Wow. What did you want to do when you caught him? You're like the Joker. You don't know what to do when you catch a Batman. You're just a dog chasing a car. Oh, so you're a kidnapper. You wanted to kidnap Santa. He's a Santa. Okay, so it's getting a lot of hand. Go in the back. 
Interesting, okay. Sorry, I can't see you, but lady in the front, in the middle. Not Michael. No, just in front of Michael. You're right here. Yeah. Same. Okay. Anyone else wanted to go to the Olympics to do gymnastics? Not me. For sure not me. Okay. All right. Keegan, we'll take a couple more. Huh? Wow. You, you kids are real special. Okay. Okay. All right. Punch through a brick wall. Didn't The Rock do that in one of the Fast and Furious movies? Or like all of them? Okay. Just for, for the people watching at YouTube at home or listening to the podcast, if I can just repeat that, because uh, I think that's interesting. And I, I would be very let's all hands down, all hands down. Um, how about after the service, you go on the pavers and you tell me what your, your big goal was. But um, so you said that if there was a school shooter that you, I think you said the cool kid. Um, or like, so there's cool kid and there's brave kid. Um, there's also, I think, well, you know. But to be the one to take the school shooter down. Okay, let me explain something. This is a, this is a, I'm going to shift a little bit for just like 60 seconds. This might be true of girls, but something I know is true of boys. So girls, you listen in and maybe you can tell me that I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) Said EJ, who's lounging on the chair in the back. You're not demonstrating boys are better very well. Okay, shh, just shh, just shh. So boys are wired with this insane um, ability to daydream where we are the hero of a situation. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, I'm not saying girls don't. I'm just saying, man, guys are wired that way. And I'm telling you, so Caleb, I am 39 years old. And every time I walk in a bank, I'm like, is today the day? Is today the day that I get to stop a bank robber? And then, and then after, and then after the bank robbery happens, and the cops are cleaning it up, and the cop walks. I have daydreamed this. Um, the cop walks over, and he's like, "Hey, good job." And then he hands me a stack of cash and says, "Just a secret between you and me. Like we have daydreamed this, okay?" And then you walk away, and explosions happen behind you, and it's in slow mo. Is anyone with me right now? Okay, yes. All right. Yeah. This is like, this whole moment is like masculinity and bacon and fire all wrapped in one. Okay. Now, listen. So I did not think, okay, hands down, hands down. I do want to hear them. We'll just have to hear them out in the pavers after, okay? Um, I didn't think that so many of you were like interested in like the miraculous um, going fly, um, Atlantis, um, go to the moon. All those are great. Uh, I hope that you get to do those one day. My guess is you won't. Um, let me bring it, sh- let me bring it down to earth a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Um, so I remember three different, three different, maybe major goals in my life. And they weren't, they were never like written down on a, on a, on a notebook or anything or on a whiteboard anywhere. Um, but I wanted to be great 
at sports. I wanted to be a great artist, and I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Now, any, has anyone, just without saying anything out loud, would say one of those was mine? Or learn how to play an instrument. Okay, anyone? Now, hands up if one of those is true for you. Keep them up. Okay. So keep them up if you um, failed at those in some way. <laughs> I'm keeping my hand up. Now, awesome, you can put them down. So isn't it interesting um, that as a kid you have these dreams and maybe you heard in like a Disney movie, you can be anything that you want to be. And so I'm like, I'm going to keep drawing and I'm going to be the best artist in the world. And sometimes it's like, like no one would ever say this is good. Um, or, or like I get up and like in my mind, I'm going to hit a home run. And it's like, nope, I struck out. I didn't hit the ball. Like it didn't go well. And in all of our lives, we have these moments where like we don't reach our goals, okay? And it can be disappointing. It can help us to maybe be humble a little bit and to realize that maybe everything isn't going to go our way. Uh, but then here's the thing. Okay, so here's what's interesting. I want to talk about habits for the next few weeks. And specifically, I want you to think about someone in your life. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's one of our youth leaders. Maybe it's someone in your life that you are, like, impressed by. Or someone that you would call maybe, like, a mentor or a hero. Now, here's, I want you to focus in, okay? So, like, let's cut the, the, the chit-chat. And I want, you to, I want you to think about this question. How do you think they got that way? Now, I don't want you to answer. I don't want you to answer. Because here's what I do remember about being in your stage of life, whether you're in sixth grade or 12th grade or somewhere in between. I remember, vi- can, shh, it's very distracting when we're, when we're talking. Um, I remember vividly thinking, I just don't know how, like, they end up that, like, good at their job or that good at that thing or that talented or what and it and it and it kind of starts to feel like someone else was just born that way and just had that gift or they just were born that way and they know how to do um that that thing or or whatever it is it could be grades it could be sports it could be someone is like the most popular like TikTok uh, person, and they've got thousands of subs and all of that kind of stuff. And you're just like, why can't anyone look at my videos? Why can't anyone? And, and then you go even higher, okay, and you're thinking about, why didn't I get into that college? Why can't I earn that kind of money? Why can't I do the fun things that these other people do? And so we start, we start to compare. But I specifically want to come back to that one thing. How did our like, heroes and our mentors and the people that we admire, how did, okay, so let's say, let's say you don't know LeBron James because you probably don't know LeBron James. But let's say, shh, 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 how did LeBron James get that good at basketball? Or even more, hands down. Um, so like Michael Jordan, for example. Michael Jordan, like a couple years ago, um, the like the ten part documentary, The Last Dance, came out, and I watched every second of it three times. Like it was the documentary that a kid who grew up in the eighties and nineties was looking for. Okay, because I grew up in that era, 
And so it was always like my eyes were glued to the screen. I think it came out like right in the heat of like COVID. And so like we needed something, right, to, to kind of pull us together. And one of the things I learned about Michael Jordan was among all the different things that he did, like he would go out in the driveway and he would not just practice. He would practice until he made 100 free throws in a row. Now, I mean, like, well, it's a free throw. Like, it's pretty easy. Have you ever, like, made, like, 90 and missed the next one, and you got to start over? <laughs> Let me tell you, that's what a mental breakdown looks like, okay? Because you're, like, freaking out, and, like, that was Michael Jordan. He would not relent until he got, like, to be the best of the best. And that's how it happens. We practice. So what does that look like? In the spiritual realm, there's a book, um, and this book is not like a Christian book, but I want to tell you about it. It's called Atomic Habits. It's written by a guy named James Clear. I read this book uh, last year, and it taught me a couple things about how people get really good at something or really healthy at something, okay? And, and one of the things that I learned, because I grew up with this, does anyone want to take a stab at this question maybe? And I don't, again, I don't want you all to yell at the same time. But um, have you ever heard this stat of how long it takes to form a new habit? Anyone ever heard that? You want to take a, a guess at it? It's like 28 So you want to take a guess? A year. A year? Junior? Two months. Two months? Okay. Um, so here's, hands down, we can't keep guessing all night because we'll be here guessing. 36? No. 37? No. 38, no, <laughs> like we're not going to guess all night. So 21 days is what I grew up with, like, if, like three weeks. If you do something for three weeks, it's supposed to become a habit. But I did some research, and reading this book, I learned that that's not exactly true. And some of the old school guys, what they said when they were doing this study for the first time, like a long time, decades ago, is that they would say at least 21 days, and in most cases, it's somewhere between 9 and 12 uh, weeks which is a long time. So let me bring it down all the way to your life and my life. If you have ever said, I'm going to start eating healthy, and then on day four, you're like, I want to die. I just need like a cheeseburger or something. Like, and you've, you're just struggling. Or if you're like, you know what? I'm going to get fit this summer. And then on like day one, you're like, I'll start tomorrow, right? There's a lot of I'll start tomorrow. We talk ourselves out of these things. So here's what's interesting to me. There's one quote in this book that changed my entire perspective. And you're going to have to kind of put your thinking cap on when you read this quote. It's that you don't rise to the levels of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. I'm going to leave that quote up there for just a moment because I want to talk about that. You don't rise to the levels of your goals. So some of us in here, this, this school year maybe has not been the best school year. Okay, Maybe you've had some bad grades. Maybe your grades have taken a dip in the last nine weeks. And you're thinking, in the fall, you're like, it's a fresh start. I'm going to have good grades. I'm going to get always. You're sitting at the dinner table the night before the first day of school, and you're like, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to get always. 
And they're like, oh, that's great. And mom and dad go to bed so happy because their perfect child's going to get all A's. Now, what does that child have to do to get all A's? And some of you are like, become a new person because that is impossible. Like, I can't get all A's, right? So hold on, hold on. So if your goal is to get all A's, here's what James Clear is telling us in this book. You can... Name goals if you want to. I'm going to be a healthy person. I'm going to get all A's. I'm going to be the best saxophone player in the band. I'm going to be the best soccer player on the team. Fine. Shh. What is your system for doing that? So let's um, name some things. What is uh, a system for becoming a healthier person? What are just a couple of things you're thinking? Um, become vegetarian. Vegetarian, Okay. Go on a diet. Okay, those are all the same thing. Exercise. Exercise. Anybody want to take one more? Wake up, wake up in the morning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, don't die. <laughs> um, so, shh. okay, those are all really good. And I would also say, like, get a healthy amount of sleep. And some of you are like, now, that's where I draw the line. I only like to get three hours of sleep. And some of you are like, I can function at three hours. And what scientists would tell us is that your body wasn't made to function on three hours of sleep. And you're like, yeah, but there's so much to do. And I'm like, what? Now, shh, hold on. Don't talk over me, please. Um, EJ, where are you? Are you in the, can you sit up on the chair? I'm astounded that I have to ask that question. Can you sit up? EJ, are you back there? Can you sit up on the chair? Okay, thank you. So, um, so here's, here's what we want to say. What kind of system, and I do not want you to answer this, what kind of system does a person who is like an admirable Christian or a mentor or a hero in the faith, what does their system look like? Those are some of the things that we want to talk about for the next for the next few weeks. Um, there's um, four stages to habit forming. I'll put these up real quick, and then we're going to be in John chapter 15. Four stages to habit forming is that you notice, okay? I love that this is one of the stages because if you're like, some of you are just like, I have no desire to be a healthy person, right? I will eat whatever I can, and I will drink. Well, so like Ryan Nolan was just telling me in the back, Say hi, Ryan. You know that Ryan comes here every week and is like serves pizza to you guys? Do you guys know his name's Ryan? Yeah, all-star dad. Absolutely, all-star youth worker. Thank you for doing everything you do. Ryan and I were, yeah, let's give him a hand. There you go. You can clap for that. Awesome. Ryan and I were just talking because at our age, shh, okay. At our age, you can't just eat or drink whatever you want because it affects us much more, uh, much more than it affects you. And so we were talking about like, yeah, like you just, just like pound energy drinks left and right. Or we just, so I would tell you that like every single day in college, I ate either pizza or cheeseburger and French fries every single day. Now you're like, yes, that's awesome. Can I tell you what I don't do now? This is nuts. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. And you're like, where's the Bible study? I'm getting there. I, um, I, if I eat that way now, I mean, Ryan, like, back me up. If I eat that way now, do I feel physically good? I feel like I want to die. Now, it tastes 
great. Like, it's amazing for like a minute. And then I feel like I want to like, I, I feel like a, uh, like an amoeba. I just want to lay on the ground and I just want to pass away and die right there. Like I don't feel good if I only eat junk. Do you know what I love eating? And you can ask my kids this. I love eating. No, check this out. Because this is like a change in my life. I love eating roasted vegetables. Now, ask me as a 10-year-old, did I love eating roasted vegetables? Eh, no, never. Ever, 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 I could go my whole life without ever eating a vegetable again. But vegetables have this like result where they make me feel good. Not like mentally good, but actually physically good. I feel like I'm a 10 out of 10 on like the energy scale and the health scale and all of that. It's interesting that like the cause and effect thing happens, okay? And some of you are like, I don't care about vegetables and pizza. Well, I want you to think about this in the Christian realm because, listen to me, this is where this is going to bite you in the rear end, okay? I want you to listen to this. Most, um, here's what I'll say, most high school grads, so like in the 18 to um, 30-year-old category, most of those folks look back on their middle school and high school years and they would say, yeah, church didn't mean all that much to me. I don't think it was really relevant to me. I don't know that I believe anything in the Bible. Can I tell you why I think that happens? I'm dead serious. I'm, so we're, we're kind of done with the Q&A part. <clears throat> Here's why I think this happens. Because we don't think in the middle school and high school stage about what it actually looks like for someone to get to know God which I know is incredibly difficult because we can't see him, we can't touch him. It's like you don't hear his audible voice. And so it's like, ah, I don't know. And some of us in this room would even say, and you are welcome to say this, okay? You are, you are welcome here if you're like, I don't even know if I believe in God. You are always welcome here, okay? You're like, I, I have some doubts. You are always welcome here. And some of you are like, <clears throat> I don't feel like I can say those things out loud because it seems disrespectful in church. Can I just change your mind about something? Please, please, please know. I love you. I'm your friend. And if you ever have those kinds of questions or those kinds of thoughts and you want to share them with me, I will never, listen to me, I will never be mad at you. But you know what people are saying is they're graduating high school and they're going on and they're like, after high school, there's kind of a freedom. Like you kind of feel like I can do whatever I want to do. So a lot of college students will tell you, like, we skip class when we feel like it. We eat whatever we want. I just said I ate pizza or cheeseburgers every single day because <laughs> it was just there. It was on the meal plan. Why wouldn't I? Well, let me tell you why wouldn't I. Because there was like a moment. I've told you guys this story. There was like a moment where my metabolism just shut down. And all of a sudden, all those calories that I was eating started like adding onto my body. I looked like the nutty professor. Have you ever seen that movie? It's like, bruh, 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 bruh. like all of a sudden, I started gaining weight. And I'm like, what's happening? This has never happened before. I've always been able to eat whatever I want. And all of a sudden, there was like a result. Now, here's what's even worse. I got to a point in my life, in college specifically, where I was like, I don't know that I'm all interested in like reading the Bible and praying. I'm like, I'm a Christian. I'm going to go to heaven. I don't understand what all that stuff is. Like, I don't care. I, I was going to a Christian college, okay? And I didn't 
care about praying or reading the Bible or going on mission trips or going to church. I didn't want to wake up early on Sunday. And what I'm hearing from 18 to 30-year-olds is that the only reason we went to church is because mom, dad made me. And some of that is true for some of you. The only reason I go on Wednesday night is because mom and dad made me. Some of that is true for some of you. But there's going to be a point where you realize that all of it's a choice, a choice to try to get to know God. And why would we try to get to know God? This is the thing that I really want you to grasp onto. Because if God is real, and if God created all of this and said, I created man and woman and called it very good, the prize creation, and I've given man and woman purpose on this earth, like I've given to nothing else. Animals, go be animals. Plants, trees, go be plants, trees. The sun, the moon, the stars, all of it's just kind of out there doing its thing. But there's a special purpose for, for mankind. And the thing that keeps me up at night is that we're just like, ah, I'll just play Xbox. I don't care. Ah, I'll just like quit going to church. I don't want to wake up. I've stayed up so late. Saturday night. I've got homework. I can't go Wednesday night. Why would I read my Bible? I have no idea where to start. And so what we're looking at, okay, boil all of life down to its basic elements, and it's like, God created all of this. <laughs> all of it. Like, universes we haven't discovered yet because our telescopes are, are not that strong. Okay? An ever-expanding universe, and, and, and we're just like, I want to play Xbox? Now, let me help you understand. I'm not up here self-righteous saying, I never have those struggles, because I for sure do. I still do. There's sometimes I'm like, I could read the Bible, or I could go watch Netflix. Well, one of those is easier. One of those requires more work. One of those requires getting up off the couch. Any one of us like fall victim to just being lazy every once in a while? Yeah, every hand in the room, right? Like all of us. So what does this have to do with the Bible? In John chapter 15, Jesus is going to say something. And it's just one verse tonight to kind of kick off the series. And he's going to say this. He's going to use this illustration. I'm the vine, and you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. In the Greek, that means nothing. It means nothing. When we say, I'd rather play Xbox. I don't know about the Bible. I just don't know if it's real. Let me tell you, like, what I don't want to do is make the mistake and find out it's real. But I haven't done anything to learn about this God who apparently cares about me and loves me greatly and has a plan and a purpose for my life. I don't want to just ignore that. So why do these adults keep talking about read your Bible, pray, fast, go to camps and retreats and grow in your relationship with the Lord? Because we know Something that we've discovered is that without Jesus, I'm nothing. 
I'm nothing. There's no um, point to this life other than just kind of enjoying whatever pleasures this life has to offer. And then what? I'm separated from God in hell for eternity? Was the, was the hundred years of doing whatever I wanted to worth it? Or is like chasing after this God worth it? And so he says, apart from me, you can do, you can do nothing. I think about it like this. Um, you know, obviously we all know what this is. We know what I'm about to do. And the truth is, this like expensive piece of machinery is like a brick until, until you plug it in. Like there's no power, there's no nothing. Like what is the purpose of this? It's, a, it's like a, maybe a paperweight. Like, it's, like if you don't have the power source, think about all the things that you have when you have power, okay? And so you've got this opportunity to have this machine that can turn on once you have power, and I'm still waiting for this thing to turn on. There we go. All right. Thank you. Electricity. Okay. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I was capping? Why? Because, because so, okay. Was, what, what does that mean to you? And I don't want you to answer out loud. I want you to think about what that means to you. I want you to think about what it means to abide. So abide, think about that word abide. Think about like that word stay or to live or to glean from, to, to be with, okay, to make your abode with. What would it look like for you to have a, a staying power in your relationship with God, to lean into what he says? What if we trusted God in the ways that we should? Well, all of a sudden, we, like this machine, all of a sudden become... Useful, not useless. Think about a car without gas. Think about your home um, without power. Like you can't turn the lights on. You can't run the machinery or whatever. Think about all those different things. Now, you as a human have a hard time believing that you're nothing without Christ. But if it's true that we as a creation have a created purpose because we have a creator that he's the one who assigns our purpose, not me. I almost walked right off the stage. Um, let me get really, really practical, okay? Because this is the moment, I'm about to tell you, that I decided to have some habits that matched up with my hero, okay? I have this notebook, which is very, very old, okay? In fact, there's going to be a, a picture on the screen. Um, this notebook, and this is the earliest dated notebook that I have, this is when I started taking notes in church, and I started taking notes in church, not because I wanted to be a good little Christian boy, but because my youth pastor, who was discipling me at the time, told me this stat, and it blew my mind. He said, you forget 90% of what you don't write down. As far as like being in church and all that kind of stuff, you walk away like, by the next day, have you, ever, have you ever been asked like at home, what did you learn today at school? And you're like, uh, and you legit forgot? Okay, now, sh hold on. There's, there's an interesting thing that happens when you write stuff down that tends to, tends to lock it in. And what I want to tell you is, in October, on October 15th of 2000, how many of you were not born yet? <laughs> All of you. 2000. Not 2002, not 2000, like 2000 after 1999. Yeah, none of you adults, or none of you students, excuse me, were born yet. And that is something that happened... Listen, in my senior year of high school, some of you are seniors. 
That is when I decided to take my spiritual life seriously. Because what did I have to do to take notes in church? Well, I had to like go buy a notebook. And I had to remember on Sunday mornings, do you bring it to church? I also had a pen with me. And then what did I do while I was in service? Did I just like glaze over? Did I fall asleep? No. Why? Because this mattered to me. This mattered to me. You know why? Because I watched all of my spiritual heroes and mentors say, this matters to us. This helps us grow. With the same guys... They uh, challenged us. That You guys don't even know anything about challenges. My youth pastor looked at me one, uh, it was like right about this time of year, and he said, anyone who wants to grow in the faith, I'm going to challenge you. Show up at 6 a.m. at the church, and we'll pray together. And I was like, like, what date? He was like, every day. I'm like, pardon me? Don't you know what summers are for? They're for sleeping in. 6 a.m.? He said, 6 a.m. And I was like, okay. And then I noticed some of my friends started doing it. And then I felt guilty when I wasn't the one that, that went. And I love sleeping. Love sleeping, okay? Like it's one of my favorite things on the planet. But you know what I learned? Listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want you to miss this. Those men taught me how to pray. And for days, listen, I'm not going to tell you I went every day. I'm not going to tell you I went every week. But I'm telling you, when I showed up to pray, something happened in those days. I'm not saying something magical and there was like fairy dust. I'm saying those men taught me how to pray. And if you've ever wondered like, "Uh, I don't want to pray for dinner. Like, I don't know how to pray. Or "Uh, I don't want to pray in small groups Sunday mornings because I don't know how to pray. Like, do you know how people learn how to pray? This is mind-blowing. They pray. (laughs) And you know who's not good at it? People who have never prayed. You ever, like, learn how to ride a bike? No parent's like, you're an idiot. You don't know how to ride a bike? You're two. Like, no parent does that. You know why? Because no one expects a two-year-old to know how to ride a bike. That would be ludicrous. No, 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 no. I don't want you to lose this, okay? I, I want you to tune into this. You laugh at that illustration, but you decide that you're not interested in learning how to read the Bible or why it matters. You're not interested in going on mission trips. You're not interested in praying or growing in your relationship with God. You're not interested in inviting friends to church. All those things that God is like, man, this is important. This is how you grow in relate. This is how you help other people grow in their relationship with God. But you're like, I don't know how to. And you know what the us adults are saying? Of course you don't know how to. How would you? Can I tell you what, like, the heart of our student ministry is? Just to guide you (laughs) in that. And you know what you're never going to hear from me? Like, sometimes I give you guys a hard time if you behave like children because you're middle schoolers and high schoolers. And I'm going to call you up. And some of you are like, yeah, he's mean sometimes. Like, I'm going to call you up. Like, real world is going to slap you in the face in a couple years. I'm trying to call you up, Okay. So understand this also, like, I'm never going to look at you and call you an idiot because you don't know how to pray. Do you know what I want to do? I want to teach you because no one expects a two-year-old to know how to ride a bike and no one expects a middle schooler to be like a theological, brilliant scholar. We're here to guide you and we want to put tools in your hands. 
And the crazy thing is, is that most people quit early on because they don't like feel any different and they don't see any results. So let me make this uber practical for just a moment, okay? I have decided to take a challenge and to give you a challenge. Um, give me 90 seconds. <clears throat> Sometimes when people decide to get good at something, they realize how hard it is to do that thing and they quit. I want to be a YouTuber with all these subscribers. I only have one subscriber, I quit. I put out all these videos and no one's watching them, I quit. I want to get good in the, in, at band, but I won't practice at home, I quit. I want to get healthy, so I'm going to go on walks and stuff like that, but you know what, that's boring, I quit. And what ends up happening is, maybe we try it for a little bit of time, and we're like, oh, I don't see any difference. I quit, this isn't working, I quit. And what I don't want you to do, I promise no student in this room will ever hear me say, you should quit. You'll also never hear me say, you'll be a rock star after doing this for a week. You know what happens when people work out? They get really upset, especially like in January. New Year's resolution time, they go to the gym, and gyms are full on January 1st. They are full. Gyms are making good money in January. And three weeks in, do you know, uh, the gyms aren't as full anymore. Why? Because they quit. Why? I want you to get dead serious with me. Do they see results yet? No. Who sees results after three weeks? Nobody. Because that's not how your body works. You might feel a little bit stronger. You might work out a little bit harder. But you're not going to look different. And your problem, the scale's not going to change. Some people say, I started working out and I gained weight. What the heck? I'm going to go back to eating cheeseburgers and pizza. Like, I was fine. I'm going to make it very personal. I, um, I know some things about becoming, uh, learning how to become a Christian. I know some things about how, how I grow to be a Christian, and I want to help you with those things. I also know that there's a, a thing in my life, I'm going to get very honest and transparent, so this is not a time for you to laugh, okay? Everybody just be honest. I know there's something in my life that's very unhealthy, and it's like my personal health. It's my personal health. It's the way I eat. And it's the amount of exercise that I do or don't get. And so, because spiritual growth is like uh, an internal, like invisible thing, like I can't look at you and be like, oh, you're an 8 out of 10, you're a 6 out of 10, ooh, you're a 2 out of 10 on like spiritual, you can't see it, you can't like, but you can get every day, you can wake up and you can get it on the scale and you're like, I know exactly how much I weigh and that's way too much, okay? Just being honest with you. So here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to challenge myself to like a physical health challenge as like a visible representation of something I want to challenge you to do over the next year, specifically this summer. This next five weeks, we're going to hand you guys some tools. We want to challenge you guys to engage in some of this. Some of it's going to be Bible reading. Some of it's going to be prayer. Some of it's going to be fasting. Some of it's going to be getting an accountability group and kind of sharing with that person. Some of it's going to be um, serving and giving. And there's going to be all kinds of different things. Some of it's going to be inviting people to church. We're going to give you tools on how to do all those things. I am going to challenge myself saying it out loud. Starting May 1st, I'm going to take a challenge and I'm going to spend 12 months and over that 12 months, my goal by June 1st, 2023, 
So a whole 12 months, I'm going to lose, <laughs> I got to say it out loud, and I got to be accountable. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Okay? Now, no, 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 no. Because I got I got it. We got it. We got to get out of here. What I don't want you to do is to be like, why is he, I thought we were talking about reading the Bible and praying. We are. We are, we are. And I want to teach you how to do those things. But I want you to see like a visible representation. Like I hope that I don't look like I look in 12 months. And I hope that you grow spiritually over the next 12 months. One of the things that we're going to do, we're going to look at those pictures in 12 months. And we're going to be like, oh my gosh, look how, much, look how short you were. Oh my gosh, look at your face. Why did you smile like that? Why can't you smile like a human? Some of you are like, you know, um, like you've grown so much. You don't look like a lizard anymore. This is great. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Self-image issues. Um, I, I'm dead serious. I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit to this right now. Okay, I said 90 seconds. That was a lie. That was a lie. Give me 30 more seconds. I am taking a challenge. I'm going to, literally, so what is, what is like, is it a goal? Is it a, it's systems. I've got systems. Do you know one of the things that I'm not going to do anymore? I get donuts every Sunday morning for you guys. No more donuts starting May 1st. No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry. You guys get them. I don't. You guys get them. <laughs> You're like, I quit church right now. You take away my donuts. That's too far. No more donuts. No more desserts. Kipton, you're going to have to keep me accountable, okay? Because you like see me at home. It's like, hey, dad, get that donut out of your mouth, fatty. Don't say that. Um, I'm dead serious. And it starts May 1st, okay? starts May 1st. So like, so I'm going to maybe bulk up a little bit over the next, you know, two weeks uh, or week or so. But here's the deal. If I don't, here's where it gets interesting for you. If I don't lose that 50 in the next 12 months, I, I've heard things like I should shave my head. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard things like I'm not, I'm, the eyebrows are, that's a no-go, bro. I've heard horror stories. Some people don't grow those back. Like that's, uh-uh, that's no. But I, um, some of you watched, hold on, some of you watched over COVID um, when Tyler and I did the Hot Ones Challenge. Yes. And I don't ever want to do that again. I, I, would, I will do that I don't know. We'll get creative over the next five weeks on what it's going to do. But, but here's the deal. Y'all get as creative as you want to. Like, I'm going to hit my goal. Now, shh, hold on. Shh, 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 shh. You need to understand how serious I am about this, about me personally, because it's an area I need to grow in. And don't lose me. Don't lose me. I am extremely serious about you growing in this area too. Okay? Now, I'm going to pray real quick, and we're going to dismiss. Come back next week. We'll talk more about this. But uh, the challenge has been set.